KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall, your source for classical music here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, your hometown radio station from the University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Now please sit back, relax, and enjoy, as we have the privilege of taking you back in time for this next hour, right here in our very own Little Concert Hall. Hello, thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. I'm your host, Corbin Sturch. I'm Meredith Childry. And I'm Lauren Charters. And if you are joining us tonight, tonight we will be talking about the music of the Americas as we make our transition from the music of the early films into the music of the American stage and kind of a link between the two. But before we really get into that tonight, we'll also be talking a bit about how there are a couple really, really big events coming up here at the University of the Ozarks. Now that fall is in the air, October's here. Thank and goodness. Yeah. <laughs> pumpkin spice is in full swing. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, there's a couple big events happening. Lauren, since, you know, tonight we're talking about the American stage, would you like to introduce the first event coming up soon? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Coming up in this next week, the University Theater presents the Arkansas State premiere of the show Bug. So that's going to be this Thursday and Friday. House opens at 7 and the show is at 7.30. And um, it's the show that we're actually introducing to our ACTF, which is American College Theater Festival. And uh, that's where a lot of the surrounding universities get together and they put on their productions for each other. And this is actually going to be our introduction into that bug. And once again, that's going to be this Thursday and Friday. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets are $8 for general admission. Students get in for free. And it's also going to be Saturday the 10th. And I believe that the show will be going on at 3 o'clock that day. Ah, okay. Now, Meredith, you also know, well, actually both of us know about (laughs) an upcoming event in the music department, you know, right next door to the theater. So, you know, it's interesting, two big events happening this month that link to what we're talking about tonight. Yes, and they're they're both super uh, uh, attended events uh, by the community. So on October 26th, that's Monday, October 26th, the location is still to be announced. Uh, the University of the Ozarks Chamber Singers are putting on their All Hallows' Eve concert. It's a time where uh, the whole community... Uh, can dress up and come to the concert. It's always a lot of fun. And although I can't give away all the repertoire for any Phantom of the Opera lovers, please show up because you will not be disappointed at all. This group has been working very, very, very hard. We have a great group this year led by our director, Sharon Gorman. Um, 
So really, I mean, get dressed up if you want to or don't. We pass out candy and it is a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. And when we find out where our location will be, we will be sure to let all of you know. But that is October 26th. Right. Now, to go into tonight, our last week we talked about the music of early films, silent films. I touched a little bit on modern films as well. But... This week, we're going to kind of wrap up film music for now and transition into the music of the American stage and talk really about how they were integrally linked. The music of these these musicals, what we're going to be looking at tonight, really became the basis for a lot of the accompaniment that happened in these silent films and in these early films. And, you know, that goes vice versa as well. Some of the early themes from these films got pulled into these early musicals as well. A really good example of a link between the two and even a link between the show is the song There's No Business Like Show Business from Annie Get Your Gun. Now, Lauren, Meredith, you both know more about this musical than (laughs) I probably ever will. Now, if I, I mean, there's, there's one song that, and I know we're not playing it tonight, but there's one song to me that was always my favorite. Um, and that was uh, Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better, which we, of course, to this day, sing it all the, I sing it all the time. I actually sang it at a Glee concert last year um, with one of my, um, my peers, Kimmy Peters, one of my best friends, Kimmy Peters. And that was always a really fun one to do. I know that um, my favorite version of Annie Get Your Gun is the one with Bernadette Peters, who is fantastic on stage. I'm actually about to have to watch a version of Into the Woods. Have to watch. I get to watch a version of Into the Woods um, with her as the witch. So Annie Get Your Gun um, is actually one of the more known early musicals to where the, the music, you know, we still recognize today. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then also, it was actually really interesting on... It went on Broadway in 1946, and it ran for seven years and had 1,147 performances just in New York alone. That's awesome. How cool. And it's still popular. We still recognize a lot of the music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It spawned off into television shows and movies, and London even picked it up for a while there, too. I know it's, you know, I hear all the time, I meet, you know, I've worked a lot in theater. I've gotten to play in several pit orchestras, and... I've never been in a musical where someone's told me they haven't done Annie Get Your Gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's always a good one to do. Always a fun one. The music is really fun. Um, and it's one that I would, if I get the opportunity, I would really like to see on stage. So if any of you out there have, I'm very jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel, sometimes I feel kind of left out as a pit musician. You know, I hear all these people talking about how they've done Annie Get Your Gun and, and, the years I've been doing this, I've never done Annie Get Your Gun. You will. I have faith in you. <laughs> You'll uh, have the at opportunity. At some point, I'm sure. I mean, I've played some of the songs from it. Like, mm-hmm. I've played There's No Business Like Show Business. I've played some of these songs by Irving Berlin, but I've never seen the musical. You know what's going to happen is I'm going to sing it on the stage while you play it in the pit, and we will work together to do Annie Get Your Gun, and Lauren will come and watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll bring the popcorn. That'll be me. <laughs> Well, she'll be watching or directing. I mean, ooh. Uh, as long as there's popcorn still allowed with <laughs> directing. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You're the director. Well, then perfect. Add a little beret in and I'm set. <laughs> right. So, like I said, the first song tonight is There's No Business Like Show Business. 
if you listen to the show last season, you'll recognize this is actually the piece we used is our opening, our opening number, I guess is what we could call it since we're talking about theater tonight. It's our opening act, our opening number. We, when we chose the song, we chose it one because it was very well known. It was catchy, but also because of the message it sent, you know, there's no business like show business. It's so much fun. And it's the truth. It's what this show <laughs> does a lot of focusing on, show business. <laughs> so here it is. There's no business like show business by Irving Berlin from Annie Get Your Gun.
KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello and thank you for tuning in from the Concert Hall. If you are just joining us, thank you for tuning in. We are continuing our topic of the Music Through America series, which is our focus this season, as we continue our talk on, well, now we've transitioned into the musical section. Thank goodness. Yes, we have made it to the American stage. (laughs) Finally. After this long last season of all this time in radio, we finally made it to the American stage. Which is pretty much (laughs) the best compilation of music Right. Ever. <laughs> I'm biased, though. But we've made it to the American stage finally. We just got done listening to I Got Rhythm. I'm sorry. I just gave away what we're doing next. We just got done listening to <laughs> There's No Business Like Show Business from Annie Get Your Gun, which was our show opener last year. And it became really famous in movies and also on the American stage, but started on the American stage. And our next musical tonight is Girl Crazy. And the song that we're going to be doing, which I've already given away, is I Got Rhythm. (laughs) 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 Now, Lauren, you have information on Girl Crazy, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, Girl Crazy is a 1930s musical, and it was written by George Gershwin and lyrics by his wife, Ira. Uh, So mostly the show went on the stage for a while, but most notably it has been adapted three times into different films. And its most notable notable film was in 1943, Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I guess I need to go to see that. I need to (laughs) check out this movie. I love Judy Garland. Me too. Don't we all? Oh, speaking of famous actresses, happy birthday today to Julie Andrews. (gasps) Happy birthday to my (laughs) musical idol i want to be her if you don't know who julie andrews is she played mary poppins she played maria from the sound of music Fräulein maria she was the queen in the princess diaries and the princess diaries too what up (laughs) but happy birthday today to julie andrews that's awesome i love her julie andrews in the off chance that you were listening i love you (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I'm sorry, Lauren, continue onwards. Uh, Yeah, so that was basically it. I mean, it was obviously a huge success across Broadway, so big, in fact, that it involved Hollywood. And um, the lead actress of the time actually made her stage debut in the musical production on Broadway. That's awesome. I love the song that we're playing tonight, and I didn't actually know. I'm slacking in... uh, you know, my early Americans, my early American stage knowledge, I got a little bit later. But um, the song, I've Got Rhythm, I love it. I don't know where I first heard it. Um, I'm sure my mom was singing it because she was always singing different show tunes. But I think it's one that even if you're not familiar with this musical at all, a lot of you will probably recognize uh, this song for sure. Right. I can shed a little bit of light on the Broadway version of Girl Crazy. It was later adapted into the musical comedy called Crazy For You, which is what most people know this musical by now. Um, a lot of times whenever I talk about my 
experience in the pit. My most recent show that I played in was Crazy For You, which is where the song I Got Rhythm debuted and actually was a major theme in the musical. It was how you ended the first act of the play. Well, play, the musical, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it was it was a really fun piece, really lively. Definitely lively piece, I would say. <laughs> but the musical centers around this this poor guy. He doesn't really know what he's doing with his life. He wants to be a dancer, but he's not really the best at it. He goes and he wants to be found, but he's got two left feet. Go figure. Traditional musical plot there. <laughs> Traditional stage plot, really. And so his mother owns bank. He gets sent to foreclose on a theater out in the middle of nowhere in a town called Dead Rock, Nevada. Well, he ends up falling in love there, and he poses as this famous theater owner to help them save the theater and live out his dream. Well, the person who he was portraying, who he tried to audition for in New York, which is where he was from, ends up coming out to this theater, Ooh. buying it from bankruptcy, losing his own theater in New York. And Bobby, who is the main character, ends up getting that theater in New York as a present from his mother. And nice. somehow they end up getting married and falling in love. Him and the girl who he had fallen in love with. Now, a bit of a plot twist on this, which was a second love story later, was both he and the girl were spoken for. Bobby had a fiancé in New York. And Polly had a man who was a smitten her a smitten <laughs> well this is this is nevada this is nevada we gotta call it what a smitten <laughs> who was a smitten her in nevada well his fiance from new york comes out to find him in nevada falls in love with her so to speak man even though she didn't really consider him that and it's just the old switch <laughs> the old switcheroo Right. <laughs> and the play ends on this just amazing note, how everyone's so happy and everything worked out. and It's a really great musical. The music in it is really, really good. This, the plot line itself is great. It's really funny. I recommend anyone, if you ever have the chance, to go out and see it. Support your local theater. <laughs> go see a musical. Go see Crazy for You. Gershwin did this, right? Is that what you were saying earlier? Yeah. Yes. I... Love his work. Now, I haven't, I've, I've heard I Got Rhythm, but I haven't heard, um, you know, the soundtrack to this musical. I haven't seen this musical, but I do love anything by by Gershwin. He's absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to lie. Whenever I was asked to come play in the pit that this summer, I had no clue what Crazy For You was about or was. All I was told was it was a Gershwin musical, and I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. As long as it's Gershwin, who cares what it is? That was... That was honestly the entire conversation about it. <laughs> that was all it took. <laughs> oh, but here it is. The song, I Got Rhythm, from the musical. It was originally Girl Crazy, but later became the famous musical off-Broadway, Crazy For You. Enjoy. I got 
KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall. And if you're just joining us, thank you again for tuning in. We're always glad to have new listeners listening in or just joining us. Tonight we are going over music of the American stage, so the American musical. It's part of our series of Music Through America. It's our main focus this season. Now, we just finished listening to I Got Rhythm, which was a very famous Gershwin tune that him and his wife worked together to compose from his musical Crazy for You, or Girl Crazy, as it was known in the 30s. It was this twisted love comedy between really four people at the end of the musical. (laughs) (laughs) But we've also listened tonight to There's No Business Like Show Business from Annie Get Your Gun, and we're getting ready to go into Showboat. Yeah, Showboat, um, it's a 1927 musical, and the music was done by Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein, um, I know we're missing Rogers, but <laughs> we do have <laughs> Hammerstein. Um, so this musical, uh, it follows the lives of the performers, um, stagehands, and dock workers on the Cotton Blossom, which is a Mississippi River showboat. Um, 
from 1887 to 1927. And the themes of this include like racial, uh, excuse me, racial prejudice um, and tragic enduring love. And um, this one of the songs that is in it and actually one of the songs or the song from Shobo that we're playing tonight is Old Man River. Um, which I'm sure, again, it's a very, very familiar piece to a lot of people, even if no one has ever seen Showboat. Um, I'm sure we've all heard it sung by a very low bass voice. <laughs> um, but it is it does come from uh, from Showboat. And um, Showboat was a radical departure in musical storytelling, marrying spectacle with seriousness according to the complete book of Light Opera. Right. It was actually considered one of the darkest musicals during its time and still considered one of the darker, more serious musicals. Well, because, it t- I mean, those are really, for some people, or at the time, very taboo subjects. Right. You know, Rachel, Rachel, goodness, racial <laughs> prejudice. Um, I mean, that's that's something that, you know, if not treaded on lightly, you know, it's, it's, it is a very taboo subject. Right. Now, interesting note on the performance tonight. You know, all the performances we're listening to tonight are from live performances of the musicals. The person who is singing this piece tonight actually is someone we featured during our spirituals episode, Paul Robeson. Nice. That's awesome. Just I perked up when you said that. I was wondering who you were going to say. So just an interesting link between the two. He's a very amazing bass with a very deep, deep, deep voice. That's awesome. I'm excited to hear that. And I know that um, also Showboat, uh, they won, let's see, the Tony Award for Best Revival of a Musical, actually, in 1995, and then the Laurence uh, Olivier Award for Best musical revival in 1991 nice and i have been failing again like i have all night because i have not seen any of these and (laughs) i cannot call myself a musical theater person if i have yet to see these so i need to really catch up on my early american musicals lauren would you like to add anything to the showboat discussion um i mean not specifically i do think the way that the public continued to grasp for the production, it definitely shows, one, how important I think the topic in general has been to our history. And then to people like seeing a little bit of darkness on stage, I think it's really enticing in a way, especially the way that this was written and composed. I mean, it's beautiful. Well, in the same with, which what we'll listen to later, uh, Porgy and Bess, that is, um, if I remember correctly, I saw a... Uh, I saw a live performance of it on TV. I think it was on PBS or something like that a couple of years ago. And I had never heard of it. I'd never seen it before. And it is, you know, it follows along those same those same lines of racial prejudice. And, and I think that one was in, um, I think that one was set in the late 1800s um, or early 1900s. Um, but it, I mean, it follows the same, you know, dark themes and so I think uh, playing Showboat alongside Porgy and Bess actually goes very hand-in-hand in, hand in tonight's show. Really, it does. I think you're right. But we're about to get into this piece, Old Man River. And when we listen to it, I want listeners to really just sit back 
Close your eyes if you can, if you're not driving with us tonight. But just sit back and really listen to the words that are spoken and sung in this piece. It really tells a message. And the way it's sung is just truly full of emotion and feeling. So here it is, Old Man River from Showboat. There's an old man called Mississippi That's the old man that I'd like to be What does he care if the world's got troubles? What does he care if the land ain't free? Old Man River, that old man river He must know something but don't say nothing, he just keeps rolling, he keeps on rolling along. He don't plant taters, he don't plant cotton, and damn that plantum is soon forgotten. But old man river, he just keeps rolling along. You and me, we sweat and strain, body all aching and wrecked with pain. Tote that barge, lift that bale, get a little drunk. And you land in jail. I get weary and sick of trying. I'm tired of living and scared of dying. But old man River, he just keeps rolling along. From the Mississippi, let me go away from the white man boss. Show me that stream called the River Jordan. That's the old stream that I longs to
KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from the University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. If you're just joining us, welcome. We're about midway through our hour tonight as we're bringing you music of the American stage. Talking tonight and continuing on our topic of the music of America's as we look tonight at musicals. We finally brought radio back to stage. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time. I keep saying, and I know that I'm biased, but really stage performances are the best performances. You know why? Because they are raw. Nothing like them. Nothing like them. They're not recorded. They're not... De- well, I mean, they, some of them are recorded. But um, like the live performances, they are not dubbed over. They are raw. That is live theater. And it is my favorite form of music. It's just like what we do here. You know, these. this is a live show. These <laughs> mistakes, they're real mistakes. They are real mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're we're in our own little stage. Our own little concert hall. Yes, <laughs> as I like to point out in our opener, <laughs> taking people back in time to a different place. Well, sometimes you need that, and this is, you know, the perfect medium in which to do that. Really, it is. Now, Lauren, you're introducing our next show. Yeah, uh, the next show we're going to be talking about is Porgy and Bess. And now that was also, the music was done by George Gershwin, which we briefly talked about earlier this evening. So it was good. <laughs> Just yes. Yes. Well, it got to be good. Actually, the first production of it closed almost immediately. Really? Yeah. It was a big, huge flopper. And it ran again two years later. Unfortunately, George Gershwin died in 1937. It's a tragic. shame. Really tragic. And so <laughs> in spite shame. of that, oh, seriously, so many more works could have come out. Oh, and they would have been great. And now we don't get to have them. <laughs> but I will settle for Hammerstein. Uh, so <laughs> the second production went on tour in the West Coast. And while it started to pick up a little bit more momentum, they also continued to lose more money than they were making. So uh, and the tour ran into terrible weather and closed prematurely in San Francisco. Now, you think that that would give them enough incentive to kind of nip it in the bud, put it in a casket, bury it deep down. <laughs> yeah, they. I would be done. But uh, actually, uh woman by the name of Cheryl Crawford, who was the assistant stage manager for the original production, started her own theater in an abandoned movie house in New Jersey, and she brought back Porgy and Bess. Now, with a couple alterations of her own, of course, they were approved by Gershwin's wife and uh, unfortunately widow at that point, but um, she had made such wonderful changes and she had introduced it for a one-week engagement and it was completely sold out every single night awesome it's amazing what you can do with you know the limited means like just a warehouse and and not a giant stage and it's funny that on the the stage it had you know it had flopped twice um and i figured the first time it would have flopped was there was like a ton of racial controversy Mm -hmm. at the time um which i mean 
Okay, so Porgy and Bess is uh, about Porgy, and he's a disabled uh, black beggar living in the slums of Charleston, South Carolina. And it deals with his attempts to rescue Bess from the clutches of Crown, her violent and possessive lover, and also Sportin' Life, who is a drug dealer. Uh, and where the novel and stage play differ, the opera generally follows the stage play. Now, um, Gershwin had said when he first began um, the work in the music, he decided against the use of the original folk material uh, because he wanted the music to be all of one piece. So he wrote his own spirituals and folk songs, but they're still folk songs. Um, so it's okay that they were in, you know, operatic form. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it caused, you know, a lot of racial controversy at the time. Now, I actually saw this show uh, as I said earlier on, I, th I want to say it was PBS. I'm not 110% positive. Um, I was flipping through channels one night before bed and I saw all of these people singing and it, and it was, you know, done live. And um, I, I stayed and I listened to it for a while and it was Porgy and Bess. And I couldn't, uh, I could not turn away from it. There was something... I mean, it's not my favorite musical I've ever seen at all, but there was something so charming and so, I, I don't want to say enchanting because that makes it sound like a sci-fi musical, but there was something so like beautiful about it that I stayed and watched until the end. And I'm very glad that I did. It was actually very good. I suggest um, to people who enjoy musicals and who have not seen Porgy and Bess that you take a little walk on the wild side and go watch it because I think you might be happily surprised. I was very happily surprised when when I watched it, the live version. Right. I mean, it just shows that public broadcasting was done right. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite stations is PBS because that's how I've caught a lot of the plays and shows and speeches I've caught is PBS. Yeah, and they, they don't play, you know, a whole ton of mainstream they, I mean, you know, it kind of depends on the day and the time in which, you know, you turn it on. But I was very happy when I found this, to me, what was an obscure musical, um, not knowing at the time that it was written by Gershwin, um, ended up loving it. And I would I would suggest it to those who are interested in, you know, knowing more than just the mainstream musicals, you know, like Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, Wicked. If you want to dig a little deeper... Um, Look at Por uh, Porgy and Bess. It, it is a very good musical. I would suggest it. Well, let's see if this next piece can bring them into the mood and the love for Porgy and Bess as we look at the song, I Loves You, Porgy, as performed by Todd Duncan and Ann Brown in a live performance of Porgy and Bess. Enjoy. I lonesome there all by myself. It's hot in there. Let me sit here with you in the cool. I've been sick, Ada. You've been very sick, but now I got you back, Ben. How long I've been sick? Over a week now. You come back from Kitty War with I like Fireball. And Mariah get you into bed, and you ain't know me. What's the matter, Ben? Yes, I ain't no nothing with the fever. I ain't come back at all. That's all right, honey. Don't you worry, honey. I knows you've been with crime. How you know? God give 
with cripple to understand many things. He ain't get strong men. You ain't want me to go away. No, no, I want you to go. All things stand between you and crime. He's coming for me when the cop comes to call. You're going? I'll tell him. Why your muscle pull up like that? It makes me afraid. If there were no Columbus, if there was only just you and Poggy, what then? KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. If you're just joining us, thank you again for tuning in. We always appreciate hearing back from you. And so if you stick with us for another song or two, you'll hear how you can give us your thoughts on the show tonight. But for now, we've got just a couple more songs before we let ourselves off. And tonight we are talking about music of the American stage as we continue our Music of, the music of America series, talking about musicals. And we have probably made it to what is probably one of the most well-known musicals out there <laughs> everyone <laughs> knows this musical even if you don't know this musical you know this musical <laughs> the music from it became a state song it did and i'm sure a lot of my friends from this state will be very happy that we are talking about this specific musical and it is oklahoma if you couldn't guess what I we were know. talking about it's not texas it's not arkansas <laughs> it's oklahoma and oklahoma um 
is the first musical that was written by Rodgers and Hammerstein. And the musical is based on Lynn Riggs' 1931 play, Green Grow the Lilacs. So it's set in Oklahoma Territory outside the town of Claremore in 1906. And it tells the story of cowboy Curly McLean and his romance with farm girl Lori Williams. And then a second romance concerns a cowboy, Will Parker, and his fiance. I'm going to pronounce this probably incorrectly, and I'm sorry, because once again, I haven't seen it. Um, Adieu, Annie. I am so sorry if I said that incorrectly. But uh, the original Broadway production opened on March 31st in 1943, and it was a box office smash, and it ran for an unprecedented 2,212 performances. Later, enjoy uh, enjoying award-winning revivals, national tours, foreign productions, and an Academy Award-winning 1955 film adaptation. Um, it has long been a popular choice for schools and community productions, and Rodgers and Hammerstein won a special Pulitzer Prize for Oklahoma in 1944. Now, this musical uh, builds off the innovations of Showboat, which we listened to earlier, um, and it epitomized the development of the book musical, which is a musical play where the songs and dances are fully integrated into a well-made story with serious dramatic goals that are able to evoke genuine emotions uh, other than laughter. Uh, in addition, Oklahoma features musical themes or motifs that recur throughout the work to connect the music and the story. Right. So if you didn't hear, we just debunked that famous urban legend that Oklahoma was the first musical. Yeah, it was not the first musical, <laughs> exactly. but it was the first musical written by Rodgers and Hammerstein. And if you don't know who Rodgers and Hammerstein is, go, I think they just made like a film adaptation of Cinderella and it's the Rodgers and Hammerstein's version of Cinderella or um, the one that was done, I want to say in like 1990 something. And it was with Brandy and Whoopi Goldberg and Bernadette <laughs> Peters again, cause she's everywhere and she's awesome. That was also the version of Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Um, if you recognize, you know, their music, then you'll definitely recognize the music for Oklahoma. Right. And if you're from Oklahoma, of course you will recognize the last song we'll play tonight, <laughs> <laughs> which probably was either the most famous or the second most famous song that came out of it. I, once again, have not seen this all the way through, but I do know the song Oklahoma, and I <laughs> think I'm funny when I'm not, and every time someone says they're Oklahoma or from Oklahoma, I start singing Oklahoma to them, and then they're not impressed with me, <laughs> and then they walk away, but <laughs> that's okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. See, I always feel bad. It makes um, makes me a, probably a good thing I'm not from Oklahoma because I always mess up the words to that song. <laughs> <laughs> and so people from Oklahoma would probably scorn you for that. Right. But I could also say I'm not a very good Arkansan because I don't know our state song. Um, well, I'm from Texas, so I definitely don't know Arkansas state song. I didn't even know you had one. No, but I definitely know... The Pledge of Allegiance to the Texas State Flag. <laughs> I do. And I do know, like, all, what, five songs that Texas are, are state songs. We have about five, I want to say. Well, and when your state's that big. We're a little proud. We're a little loud. We Yeah, we are a proud people. 
And I know that may come across a little strange sometimes, a little too much. But when you love your state as much as we do, you can be a proud person too. And that's actually why some of the music from this musical became a state song in Oklahoma. This was written at a time when state pride was at its height. Mm-hmm. So when this was performed, you know, Oklahoma hadn't been a state very long, first of all. Mm-hmm. Really, they hadn't. If you think about it, this was a 1940s play. You know, we weren't becoming states here until the mid-19th century, early mid-19th centuries. So Oklahoma probably had not celebrated its centennial yet. Well, go Oklahoma for getting its own song and the rest of the states we are slacking and we need to catch up. It's time for us to get our own musical. Everyone have their own musical dedicated to their state. (laughs) Ready, go. Right. So I guess we should probably go into the first song from this play we're going to be doing. We're doing two. But the first song tonight is The Surrey with the Fringe on Top, as performed by Alfred Drake. Now, I would like to make a special note before I play this. This is a recording from the first performance, or one of the first performances of Oklahoma from the 1940s. Enjoy. When I take you out tonight with me, honey, here's the way it's going to be. You will sit behind a team of snow white horses in the slickest gig you ever see. Chicks and ducks and geese better scurry when I take you out in the Surrey. When I take you out in the Surrey with a fringe on top. Watch that fringe and see how it flutters when I drive them high step and strutters. Nosy pokes will peek through the shutters and their eyes will pop. The wheels are yellow, the upholster is brown, the dashboard's genuine leather. With eyes and glass curtains you can roll right down in case there's a change in the weather. Two bright side lights winking and blinking, ain't no finer rig I'm a thinking. You can keep your rig if you're thinking at a to swap for that shiny little surrey with the fringe on the top. I can see the stars getting blurry When we ride back home in the Surrey Riding slowly home in the Surrey With a fringe on top I can feel the day getting older Feel a sleepy head near my shoulder Nodding, drooping close to my shoulder till it falls. Kaplop! The sun is swimming on the rim of a hill. The moon is taking a header. And just as I'm thinking, all the earth is still. A lark will wake up in the Bird, my baby's a-sleepin', maybe got a dream worth a-keepin'. Whoa, you team, 
And just keep a creepin' at a slow clip clop. Don't you hurry with the sorry with the fringe on the top. KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOZ 100.5 FM, community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. If you're just joining us, I'm sorry we've reached... Is it the top or the bottom of our hour? It's the bottom <laughs> of our hour. <laughs> it's it's the same concept as baseball, and I'm still bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. By the end of this season, you will have it down. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it down. I'll, I'll keep it in I've check I've been watching for you. baseball for almost 20 years now, and I still ain't got it down. You just have to sit with someone who really, really knows it and then take it all in. Yeah, that's the same thing with but me and soccer. We have reached <laughs> for those of you who are like me and don't get it. We are at the end of our hour. We're getting ready to play our last song, which we're not going to reveal yet, because if you're just joining us, it's going to be a surprise. But if you've been with us, you know, keep the smiles in. <laughs> if you're from Oklahoma, sing to it. <laughs> Way to give it away. <laughs> uh, but before we go. We'd like to remind you of two things happening in the community. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Remember, Ozarks Campus, there is a fantastic production happening in the Walton Fine Arts Center, and that is going to be this Thursday and Friday. The production begins at 7.30, so make sure you are seated inside before then. It's going to be in uh, C Theater, and it is also going to be Saturday. The show begins at 3, so be seated before then. Do not miss this fantastic production of Bug. And also, mark on your calendars for October 26th, Monday, October 26th. Our location is still to be announced, but the University of the Ozarks Chamber Singers is holding their All Hallows' Eve choir concert so bring your kids bring your mom and bring everyone you know and dress up in your favorite halloween costumes and come to our concert and like i said earlier for those who are fandom of the opera lovers please go you will not be disappointed it will be an absolutely fantastic show we've been working really really hard so please make an effort to come we'll let you know when we know where our location is the beauty of it is so good you might cry if you are a true phantom lover it is beautiful i love it well, I guess before we let them go tonight, we probably should tell them how they can get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know or maybe do know but have forgotten, you can always connect with From the Concert Hall on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash From the Concert Hall. And you can always find our episodes later on SoundCloud and on iTunes if you search From the Concert Hall. We catalog all our episodes there, and normally within the first hour after the show, we have episodes up and ready. So you can keep up with us that way. Re-listen to any of your favorite old episodes. They're all there. Now, if you go to the Facebook, you can also find information for our Twitter and for our Instagram. Tweet us. Message us. Let us know what you think of the show. We love to hear back from our listeners. 
we do this for you. And the more input we get, the better we can make the show. Live tweet us. I would love to see a live a live tweet from as many people as we can. So next show, make that your goal to live tweet us between 9 and 10 o'clock. That's right. Next Thursday between 9 and 10, live tweet. Maybe we'll have a t-shirt or something to the first live tweeter. Oh, we can make it fun. Have a little competition. Right. Don't know. Maybe. Watch the Facebook. We'll keep you posted. But to play us out into the night, the very famous song from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) So here it is. Oklahoma. Enjoy and have a great night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Come sweeping down the plain, and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oklahoma, every night, my honey lamb and I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. We know we belong to the land. And the land we belong to is grand. And when we say, we're only saying, you're doing fine, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, okay. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Oklahoma, where the waving wheat. It sure smells sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oh, Loma, every night, my honey lamb and I, every night we sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. And when we say